Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 13, verses 44 through 52, and Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. So we're going to read the end of chapter 13 into the first few verses of chapter 14. And what we find in chapter 13 is the first missionary journey of Paul and Barnabas. They are sent by the church at Antioch, which is in Syria. So think of Lebanon on a current map, and you look at where Asia Minor would be on the map, or modern-day Turkey. The very southeastern corner of Turkey would be where you would find uh, the city of Antioch in the ancient world. So we have Antioch of Syria sending Paul and Barnabas out. So, so far we've seen them go to an island called Paphos, and they run into a guy named Bargesus, and they talk to a proconsul by the name of Sergius Paulus, who is a very intelligent man. And they've also gone to a place called Pisidian Antioch, and this is confusing. This is a different Antioch. It's not the same church that sent them out. It's not the same city. It's a different city. They go to Pisidian Antioch, and Paul preaches in the synagogue. Now, there's some success. People want to hear what he has to say. There are Jews that are there that want to hear the message of salvation. There's also those that are full converts to Judaism. Now, among the Gentiles, there were really three different types of Gentiles. If we're looking at it from a Jewish perspective, there were three types of Gentiles. There is the good old-fashioned pagan Gentiles who worship other gods. There's a second class that's a little bit closer to Judaism called God-fearers. God-fearers were people that read the Old Testament, that appreciated the God of Israel, that understood the promises of Scripture, but they were not circumcised. Then there was a third class that they would actually be considered Jews. Some considered them full-fledged Jews, even to the extent almost ethnically. I know that seems strange to us, but in the ancient world, you can read people like Josephus and pick up this argument. These are folks that obeyed the law of God and were also circumcised. Now, what's interesting in this class of people who are God-fearers and are proselytes, the vast majority would be women. Of the proselytes that were full-fledged Jews, 50% were women. And then of the God-fearers, 80% were women. So Judaism, for some reason, was very attractive uh, to Roman women. They, They found some affinity for the Jewish teachings. So when you'd go to a synagogue, there'd be a lot of Gentile women there that were converts or considering converting to Judaism. These are the people that are fertile ground for the gospel. So it makes sense that Paul would go to a synagogue first and preach about Jesus because they know their Old Testament. Also, this was God's plan, that the gospel would go to the Jews first, then to the Greeks. So Paul will always, typically, go to the Jewish people first with this teaching about Jesus, and then he would go to the Gentiles. So today, in this reading, we're going to see sharp opposition to Paul's preaching. So let's pick up in verse 44. Now, in verse 43, Paul has just finished his sermon at the synagogue in Pisidian Antioch, and they've asked Paul to come back. So the next Sabbath, he's going to come back and preach again. So this is verse 44. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what was spoken by Paul, reviling him. 
And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you thrust it aside and judge for yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was spread throughout the whole region. But the Jews inside of the devout women of high standing and the leading men of the city stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. But they shook off the dust from their feet again against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and filled with the Holy Spirit. So real quick about those verses, let's go back and think about what we read here in chapter 13. So on the Sabbath day, which is when you would assemble in the synagogue, that was their day of worship, they come there to preach. These crowds show up, like the whole city basically comes to hear Paul preach, and the Jews are jealous. The word is the word for zeal in Greek, zelos. Uh, they, they are zelos. They are jealous of what they see. And they stir people up in conflict with what Paul is trying to preach. They revile him. They speak against him. And Paul says, look, it was necessary for us to speak to you first, but you consider yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Now, there's only two places in the whole book of Acts where eternal life is used, and it's right here in this chapter at the end of this section here. You find it in verse 46 and verse 48, and that's the only places you see the term or the concept of eternal life in the book of Acts. And that tells us the content of salvation involves eternal life. It's right here in in the text. So now they're going to go to the Gentiles. And they quote Isaiah 49, that they are a light to the Gentiles. That is their role. They're going to go and provide light and guidance for the Gentile people. That's what God wanted for the Jews in the first place. He wanted the Jews to be a light to the nations, but they had refused that vocation. And now it's been accomplished through Jesus Christ and his followers. They will be the light to the nations. Notice the Gentiles hear this and they start rejoicing. They are overflowed with the joy of the Holy Spirit. But then notice it says in verse 50, the Jews inside of the devout women of high standing. In many cities you'd have very wealthy women that would be benefactors. Sometimes they would be benefactors of the synagogue. That's probably who these people are. They have connections. Just like in modern times, you have people that are connected. They know just the right people. And they get Paul and Barnabas thrown out of the city. Paul and Barnabas shake the dust off their feet. Now, this is really two things going on here. Number one, it's symbolic of, okay, your own judgment is upon your head because you've rejected the gospel. We're going to move on. But it's also an act of uncleanliness. You're going to get the dust, every speck of dust or remnant of that city off of you. And you're going to get out. And so they leave. Now they're going to a new place. So let's pick back up with our reading. Now chapter 14. Now Iconium they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time speaking boldly for the Lord who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, 
They learned of it and they fled to Lystra and Derb, cities of Lycaonia, and to the surrounding country. And they continued to preach the gospel. So now they go to a new place, Iconium, which is about 90 miles away. And the same thing happens. There's division. Uh, the word schism actually comes from this Greek word where it says the city was divided. That's where we get the, the English word schism. They are sharply divided over what the apostles have to say. You also have Jews that are speaking out against the message of the apostles. And they get wind of this plot. Paul and Barnabas here, there's going to be a plot to, to stone them, to kill them. And so they're smart and they get out of town and they go to Lystra and Derby. If you remember, Lystra is the hometown of Timothy. He's going to run into Timothy when he gets to Lystra. Lystra was known to be a town by the Romans, if you read their own accounts of rabble-rousers. It was a rough, a rough little town, according to the Romans. People that hated the rule of law. Uh, robbers and, and misfits lived in Lystra. And that's where Paul and Barnabas are about to go. So notice the pattern here. There's opposition to the gospel. The gospel comes, there's success, but also opposition. We can learn a lesson from that in our modern time. That there will be people that hear the word of God. They're receptive, but there will be others that will reject. You know, I tend to have respect for people that reject the gospel, at least, instead of having a lukewarm reaction. Because people, you may think, now that's crazy for a minister to re respect people that reject the gospel. Let me clarify what I mean. Having a lukewarm response to the gospel means you don't get it. You don't understand the claims of Christianity. When Jesus claims ultimate lordship, there are two responses. You respond and you bow the knee to King Jesus or you reject it. But a, a lukewarm reaction is really misses the point. People don't really get what Jesus is trying to say here, that he is the ultimate Lord. And so people reject that violently. Some of the Jews say, no, we, we're not going to accept this. We don't believe he's the Messiah. And we're going to push back hard against this message of Christianity. So you're going to see this pattern develop in the book of Acts. The gospel will go into a place, it's receptive, it finds fertile ground. A lot of times it's the God-fearers or it's the proselytes. Some Jews come to faith also, but there will also be great opposition. And you're going to see courageous actions among the Christians where they continue to preach even in the face of opposition. And they do so joyfully. It's a reminder to us that we're going to face rejection and our answer is not bitterness. Our answer is not to you know, return in kind, but it's to keep our joy and to keep our boldness, even in the face of adversity. Well, I really hope these readings and acts are helping you understand the early church, to see what they believed in and the zeal of that they had for the Lord, this excitement in the Holy Spirit, this joy that they had courage too. Well, join us again tomorrow. Devin will take you into our next uh, reading as we continue to, to trudge ahead uh, in this wonderful book. God bless. <music>